0: friends romans countrymen lend me your ears i'm mark anthony and this is demolition news radio episode 163 in this episode speaking out on scaffolding
1: this podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the uk's leader in dust suppression equipment kick the dust into touch with our new bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire Call Willow on 01582 840045.
0: In the aftermath of three high-profile scaffold collapses in quick succession, the Institute of Demolition Engineers Vice President Richard Dolman has spoken publicly about his concerns over how scaffolding is used in the demolition sector. In this exclusive interview, the AR Demolition Managing Director explains his concerns.
1: It appears to me that the starting point is clients are saying, this is your exclusion zone or, or zero exclusion zone, work with that, fine. You know, if Somebody says work with that exclusion zone, then it's up to us as professionals to come up with a method of, of taking something down that takes into account that exclusion zone. Where I have the problem is, people seem to think that a scaffold becomes a reason to reduce an exclusion zone. And what I can't see is how a scaffold can take you know a, a huge machine demolishing a building from behind the scaffold how has the scaffold perhaps take an impact if part of the building collapse or, or even debris or or even you know a, a, a slip of the machine driver you know is a scaffold going to take an impact of all of a building or part of a building or, or, or a machine I don't think it is
0: why has the demolition industry got itself in that position is this is this being imposed on us as you say with with restrictions on exclusion zones, or is this just something we've we've kind of led ourselves down the path
1: of? I think what happens is 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 it's my my opinion is it's cost driven. You know, so we we so I've tendered work where I've looked at it and the client has said, "You're not closing that footpath." So, okay, I'm not closing that footpath. I've taken a look at the structure and thought, right, I've got to take one or two bays out of that structure with a traditional top-down method, and I don't mean top-down that we've got a huge machine sat on the floor and it's taking it from the top down. I mean, wrapping the structure in scaffold and then using small machinery, control techniques to take it off floor by floor to, in in theory, build myself an exclusion zone to then get to the structure with the big machinery. What seems to be happening to me is that people are putting a scaffold up taking the entire structure down with a huge ground-based machine. Hey presto, it's not controllable. You can't engineer it. Something goes
0: wrong, scaffold, structure, part of a structure, lying somewhere it shouldn't be. So based on all of that, you've chosen to put your head above the parapet and to speak out.
1: Yeah, I I have put my head above the parapet. I didn't really see it like that. I just saw it as uh, just saying what I think and what I've thought for a long time. And I've had an incredible response on all levels, so major contractors, um, the the HSE, which was great, you know, saying, this, you know, this is good, see this sort of thing, and um, industry professionals, temporary works professionals, and it's the biggest response I've ever had to anything I've,
0: you know, I've ever done. Isn't it strange that, that it should take that, though? Like, because... This this issue, I, I know, has been brought to a head with with three consecutive collapses. But this is not a new problem. It's not a new issue. You, I mean, you've been beating this drum for for a long time, haven't
1: you? Yeah, I have. And so, you know, I I, I did think a little bit about, or, oh, you know, timing and that type of thing. And but then I thought, you know, I've 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 had my thoughts for a, a long time on it, um, and I. I thought rather than sit quietly or moan about it, then just just, just say what you, what you feel, and it's what I feel, and, and I, I think it's an issue that we need to address. And I'm not necessarily you know, always pointing the blame at contractors, I am in some instances, but there's other people that are, you know, need looking at on this as well as to why this is happening.
0: The lunacy of this though, is I mean you've mentioned the word footpath, Yeah, if you're taking a bridge off the M1 or the M6, you can close a section of motorway. You you can impact upon tens of thousands of people and that, that apparently is acceptable. Yeah, well, the, 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 this is
1: classic, isn't it? So there's no such thing as can't. Clients say, you can't shut the footpath, you can't shut the road. Well, you can. But even if they say that's what they want, fine. It's up to us as professionals to come up with a safe method. It, the problem is, is when people, from, from what I can tell, Mix the two up, and and they go and give themselves a competitive advantage. And I've been researching this. There are a lot of people that are demolishing structures from directly behind a scaffold, and and that and you know I, to me I can't see how it's an engineered solution that works.
0: So what is your? I mean I, I know you've created your own kind of alternative system of doing that, but that's a that's an AR demolition product, I guess. You're not. You're
1: not planning to sell that to anyone? No, it was just uh, an innovation I came up with. It's it's not a one size fits all, it only fits some projects. It worked well for the project we used it on, used it on, we're going to use it on other projects. We have used it on other projects. And we, um, we, we had a beam swing into that structure, high level. We think the beam weighed four and a half, five tons. It, it, it deflected it back into the job, it worked. Um, and it was a, a really, um, good. It, it, it worked fabulously well. We were delighted with it. I don't actually want this to become about my innovation I want this to become about that uh, people not doing a method because it's cheap and the reason it's cheap is they've got the self competitive edge, got themselves in demolishing a building and, and it just doesn't feel right to me.
0: Should there be more of a pushback? From demolition contractors to the client, when a client says, "You know, this is your your duration of doing the job. This is the restriction you've got. This is your exclusion zone." You know, should it not be down to the the experts, i.e., the demolition contractor? They go, that doesn't fly.
1: No. So what 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 the what the, the demolition industries set with a, a series of choices then, isn't it? And those choices are that they either design a way that can be engineered and proved to fit the client's desire, and then the client has got to pay for that. Or they push back and say, no, 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 for us to do this, we need a bigger exclusion zone. So, so I've done both. I've pushed back on clients and said, no, for me to do this safely, I need a bigger exclusion zone. Or I've designed a way of doing it in the reduced exclusion zone. And it, it's as simple as that. It's, it's like this whole thing with all risk contracting. You know, we're in a contracting business, not the gambling business. But people appear to be gambling. And, and sometimes it's going wrong, sometimes it's not. It's, it's a great point um, that, y- that you made about, we can shut a motorway to demolish a bridge. You know, We can have a huge exclusion zone to blow down a building. We can do this. But it's about contractors either A, pushing back, or be designing something that is fit
0: for purpose. Am I right in understanding that you are part of a working party looking at this for the NFDC?
1: Yeah so um, I contacted the NFDC and said you know what we need to look at this and in all fairness the NFDC said yep I agree we do and there's 10 of us that have um, been having email correspondence getting around the table and working on it and, and the desired result is to come out with some guidance notes that people can work from.
0: Is there a timescale for that?
1: Um, no, there's not, is an the honest answer. Or if there is, I'm not aware of it, but I'd like to see it as quick as possible. But as, as professionals, we should be uh, doing things a little bit differently anyway.
0: I mean, that, that was going to be my next question, is the fact that you know, you're know you on a working party that's looking at it, but you've come out publicly and said, enough's enough, we need to look at doing this a different way. <laughs> is, is that born out of frustration, or is that just You just felt like it needed saying. A bit of both, really.
1: Um, On on one hand, I think it needed saying, you know, and uh, and on the other hand, there is some real frustration because I have actively in the past said I'm not tendering this because, in theory, I'm being asked to do it how I believe, you know. we, We, you don't want either a, you don't want to pay for it, or b, you want me to take a winger on it, and and I'm not prepared to do that. So I've walked away from it, or I have priced something to do it in an engineer-controlled manner, and then find that someone's won the project that's prepared to take the risk. And I get very frustrated at that.
0: You are, what, a year away from being um, president of the IDE? Yes. All things being considered? Yes, this time next year. This is the role of the IDE, isn't it? This is is what the IDE should be doing, and is, is
1: is there for us? Yeah, I, th- I feel that in a controlled manner, that, 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 that as when there's an issue, we should sit and talk about it. And I don't mean the uh, the hierarchy, the council management. You know, I'm, I'm I'm with you now at the start of a an IDE uh, regional meeting. I'd like to think in our regional meetings that we we discuss these things. There's obviously, some things we've got to be sensitive about, but there's no reason why as soon as something's not quite gone right. We shouldn't be discussing and seeing if we can learn from it.
0: It's a good point because uh, <coughs> there's always that that thing of, you know, there is no such thing as the perfect demolition contractor. No, nobody is, uh, has got a hundred percent record of things not going quite no, right no, and stuff I like mean, that. And, yeah. and yet, they're, they're yeah, it's so included. Be, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we've had our, our moments. There yeah. does seem to be that belief that you don't, if, if something's gone wrong, you you know, it's best kept quiet about and, and not talked about. You know.
1: Yeah, that's that's. And I think that'll always be there. People say, "Yeah, we've never had an incident. We don't have incidents. We don't have near misses." You know, one of my biggest challenges in, in my organisation is, is getting near misses in. You know, you can you get some site managers. There's some every week. You get some. There's none for months, and and, and that's reality. But the, the the thing is, is we we just keep trying, keep pushing, learn from our, our mistakes. Um, and I'd, I'd I'd love to think as a as an industry. We learn from each other's mistakes. You know, I, I had something once; um, it could have gone wrong, but we did some big learning from it. And uh, I got ridiculed because I went and talked about that, and uh, and it and it uh, led to one of my su- most successful ever jobs afterwards. Because somebody saw what I'd, I'd had to say about it. So, I mean, it shouldn't all be about commercial. Ultimately, we don't want to see people getting hurt or worse. We want to see jobs done safely. And efficiently.
0: If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or The Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more.